Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 11 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Welcome back, everybody. So as you guys can see, today we'll be talking about daddy issues and the parallel between um, our earthly parents and our heavenly father and how that should look and different things about that. So before we start with that, I wanted to just remind you guys that on the Parallel Pod Instagram, we do uh, devos every day. And it's from an awesome devotional that I suggest everyone on this earth gets by Paul David Tripp called New Morning Mercies. And I'm going to put the link in the description. Um, decent amount of people have been DMing me to uh, get the link. So might as well just post it on the podcast so you guys can all have access to that. Um, so yeah, um, they also have leather ones for guys too or for girls if that's what you want. So um, there's two different looks to it, and I definitely recommend recommend that Devo. All right, without further ado, let's get into the episode. So as I start this episode, this thought crossed my mind. Um, usually when you hear of daddy issues, you think of women for whatever reason, because I think um, men definitely uh, experience daddy issues in a very obvious way when their fathers aren't present as well. I think just people in general do, but I think it's interesting that women are uh, stigmatized by daddy issues. Um, just a quick thought. So yeah, I can closely relate to the experience of quote unquote daddy issues. Um, but in reality, I think you can actually deem it more of an attachment issue, um, regardless of which parent it was. Um, there's a tear there in that relationship and every human on earth wants to have close attachment with people they care about and specifically with your parents because I think that the Lord just kind of put something in us to desire that. Um, there's so many examples of, of children who would rather live in unhealthy homes with their parents than go to live um, with family members or go into foster care um, or different things like that just because of the, the bond that's created. Um and there's a really cool, there's some really cool studies about that. And I'll talk more about that in a future um, episode about um, the issue with people being touch de- deprived. And that basically means that um, because of touch deprivation, um, people can correlate touch um, and enjoying touch only with sexuality. When in reality, you can be touched often by the people you care about, like hugs and just being close to people you care about. Um, I think it's really interesting, so I'll share that research in a, in a future episode. But today we're talking about daddy issues. So, um, yeah, it definitely sucked for me not having a close relationship with my dad most of my life, um, for the majority of my life, I would say, before he passed. Um, and my dad was definitely an, a present parent. He was in my home my whole life. Um, but I want you to kind of imagine... Um, someone who is present but unavailable emotionally. Um, And not to compare, but people may even say that that might be a harder experience because the person you desire to be in close relationship with, um, you're met with them every day and you're also kind of met with their um, rejection every day. So, um, yeah, I wanted to be close to my dad, um, not only because it's like literally in your makeup to desire a relationship with your parents, but my dad was actually a really cool guy. 
And I think that fed into my struggle um, with not being enough for most of my life. Um, I want you guys to imagine um, just someone you admire, an admirable person in your life. And I want you to imagine that, you know, you are always with this person, but for whatever reason, they're not giving you the attention you desire, even if you kind of get in their their viewpoint and they just kind of look over you and um, it's just like a constant desire and like vying for this person's attention. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about my relationship with my dad. Like I know to this day there are probably things that he's done or seen that would have blown my mind. And even after he passed, I'm learning new things from like things that he's left behind um, from when he was in the Navy and different things like that. Um, also, we found some some copyrighted music that he's made that I never knew about. So just really cool guy. So like the phrase, the man, the myth, the legend literally fits him. Um, on my dad's side of the family, I'm actually related to Rick James and James Brown. And that that's always really cool to tell people. But my dad literally played piano with the Temptations one day. Not only played piano with the Temptations, but it was at the Apollo. Like, that's literally just a dream. Literally, in a, and there's like a very small list of people that can say that. Like, those two things separately, but also let alone together. Like, it's it's wild. So on top of that, my man was a great pianist on his own. Um, he played at almost every church that we went to, um, and him and my mom were always able to build community around us because um, of their involvement in churches, and my mom would always say that his talent always made room for him, but also for our family. And my dad was also very charming. He grew up in Harlem, New York, so back in the day, they would consider him as a smooth cat, um, and he was very good with his words. He was intelligent and funny, and he was also very well versed in the scriptures. So, it's just a all like a well rounded man, you know. So, everyone just enjoyed being around him. He could literally do anything. Like, my man's would do magic tricks as well, and he could fix cars too. It's like, who is this man? Who is he? Um, and to this day, I have no clue. This man would literally do magic tricks. We, me and my older brother would be sitting down. And he'd say, where do you want this card to go? And we would tell him, and what do y'all think would happen? I would go in that fridge and be under that milk. How did he do that? How did he do that? I have no clue, and I'll never know. <laughs> now, at this point in this explanation, you may be wondering why I include myself in the daddy issue category. And that also speaks to another issue with people uh, settling for potential um, or it's also an example of how potential doesn't always crack out to come to fruition. Um, my dad was a, a pre- my dad had a pretty bad temper and he was very impatient. Um, in my dad's lifetime, he had enough trauma for all of us um, from childhood to being in the Navy as a black man. I mean, literally just being black in a time where he couldn't drink from what white people's water fountains and the trauma that came from his own chosen sins as well. But I think pride and fear had a real hold on him. Um, I definitely say that for um, the two months before he passed, things were great in our relationship. Um, But for about 18 years of my life, I would say that um, I was in fight or flight the majority of the time when I was at home. And I feel like not to say that my dad was famous, but I can definitely identify with kids with famous parents when they talk about them being very different people in public compared to home. And on top of that, the way my dad disciplined us created a need for protection, perfection in me because um, I was punished for mistakes, but also for wrongdoings. 
So it was just really confusing. I didn't know like how to navigate and understand kind of how do you be good in life. And it caused me to live like any wrongdoing would is like a, a landmine in my life. My dad was very explosive as well. So um, just kind of always walking on eggshells around him. And uh, to this day, that mindset still affects the way that I move about in relationships, either romantically or in friendships. Um, I would say I do have like a a low level um, case of social anxiety because of it. And that points back to episode eight, where I spoke about how your ability to have healthy confrontation is affecting is affected by your upbringing. Um, but as a kid, if you ask me if anything could change about your life, if um, if anything could be different, um, what would you want? And I would say my relationship with my dad, hands down. I know that would be the first thing that I'd say. Um, and if I could get that for Christmas every year for the rest of my life, um, I would have loved that because I just loved him so much. Um, and uh, one thing my mom would say to me growing up was, if you focus too much on the negative things, you may become it. Um, it was something to that effect. And I think my personality um, growing up definitely reflected that. Um, and first of all, I literally looked like my dad. Um, people say I look like my mom now because they haven't met my dad. I'd say it's a healthy blend. But even though our relationship wasn't good, I would love when people would say that to me. And I didn't ever let that man know that. <laughs> um, but I was also very closed off and easily irritated like him. I was scared to be vulnerable like him. And if people wronged me, I learned to purposefully inflict pain on others like him. And I guess he taught me to inflict pain on him as well because he did tell me at one point that I didn't speak to him for three months living in the same house. And my dad, he exaggerated a lot. So I would assume that it probably wasn't that long. Um, but I, I definitely can remember... Um, that I would definitely keep all my words at a minimum when speaking to him. Um, I also told him I hated him one day and I meant it. And that is not something you just throw around in a black household. Um, so the only times that me and him really got along would be if we were talking about music. And I think he knew that. So he would kind of try to do the whole olive branch thing and show me new music or something like that. But it really is crazy how the modeling of your environment can affect you so deeply. But also I think what my mom said about focusing on the negative plays a huge part as well. Um, maybe if I didn't focus so much on the lack in my relationship with my dad, I would have turned out differently. Um, because I do know that when you learn to harden your heart, like I did, you get stuck right there. It's kind of like a stage you get stuck in. And you don't really learn or grow from there and while people were out here risking their their lives and allowing people in um they were learning more about themselves and about relationships um and if you don't do that you just kind of remain closed off and you just end up sitting there scared thinking that it's strength because people quote unquote can't touch you but that's the problem as i've said before we hurt in relationships but we also learn to heal in them which was something so helpful that I learned from a supervisor in the past and I wish I was able to go to therapy because I think it would have saved me some extra work. Um, and it's also was a huge reason why I wanted to become a therapist for so long. Um, after seeing a movie called Harriet the Spy, which I learned is a movie um, a lot of people haven't seen. I had it in my heart to be able to listen to kids and uh, later on people in general, because 
a lot of my childhood I felt misunderstood and I'm sure a lot of people can identify with that and if you think about it even if you're like 25 your life was still mostly childhood so it's bound to still have an effect on the way that you move about adulthood but at the end of the day I desired something good um, to be in relationship with my father that's a good thing and at one point, I wanted things to be so much better uh, with my dad that in my eighth grade year of school, I prayed for him every single day on the way to school. I didn't miss one day. And you may be wondering, did your relationship get any better? And the answer is no. <laughs> um, and I think this is a testament to how God works on his own timing, but also to the fact that God doesn't take days off. His progress looks very different than the way that we envision it but also sin exists. And my dad was bathing in it. So that affects things as well. Sometimes we choose sin and it's obviously not the choice God would have made. But as we can see, if I'm in relationship with God, who the Bible says protects me and loves me, but I'm in relationship with a father who does not exhibit those characteristics, it's going to affect my relationship with God because my closest image bearer of God God the Father is not being a loving father. So I had so much distrust in fathers that I literally just assumed that all dads weren't good. Even when friends would say um, that they had a good dad, I would believe I wouldn't believe them and I just kind of like wait till conversations would reveal that these people um, weren't who they said they were just to prove myself right. And I had a very just such a negative mindset. It was just negative but I think it was just because I was scared um, I think a lot of the decisions we make in life are out of fear instead of out of love if you can kind of just look at your unhealthy coping skills it's most likely the foundation is fear so just kind of look look through that and see what you can find but sar- sidebar um, no one would ever know how sad of a person I was I was such a sad person Um, And as most of you would understand, family matters weren't discussed outside of the home. Um, But my home was very on lockdown. You know, we went through a lot of things that no one knows, even when you they would think that they were in close relationships with me. And I was so scared of my dad that I didn't even want to tell my friends. So I was always the kind of person that was joking and smiling. But your girl was really hurt. And like research shows, um how even your breathing can be affected in dysfunctional situations for a period of time. And I noticed that when I've come out of dysfunctional relationships, I could literally breathe better, which is so interesting. So this just lends to the importance of checking on your friends when they seem fine because your girl was not. (laughs) But yeah, I would would say my relationship with my dad and the resentment um, I held seeped way too deeply into my identity. To the point where I I sat down one day and I believe I was in high school and I wondered how much of who I am or who I was um, would be left if I forgave him because so much of who I thought I was was influenced by being a victim. And I know someone else can identify with that feeling, but I had to decide to stay a victim or to be who I wanted to be despite of what I'd been through. And I feel like People need to be more aware of the struggle of deciding to do better. It's a, it's an interesting space to be in. It, I think that's what takes up most of people's therapeutic time. Um, there's so much that goes into it. But I think the main thing is people need to feel safe enough to take the leap because the fear of unknown is, is a real thing. And it, it can be very debilitating for some people 
And I think that's where a lot of generalized anxiety comes in, just not, not knowing what the next step is. So I think we just have need to have grace for people who are in, in hard spaces, especially with addiction and different things like that. So I think at the end of the day, there's always more freedom on the other side of taking a step to do better. Um, it might not be a huge difference and it might, might not change your whole life, but it's a positive move in the right direction. And that should be the focus. So as I said, my relationship with my father affected my relationship with God. Um, I actually never really talked to him until I was like in college. And I'm referring to God. I didn't really talk to God, the being. Um, and it might sound kind of funny to say that out loud, but it was, I was just mad at him because I was scared of him. <laughs> so I would only talk to Jesus. And yes, I knew they were the same being, but Jesus just felt more personable to me, which makes sense for obvious reasons, because he was a person on the earth. Um, so for some people, as I mentioned about my friend in the past episode, they go to boys to seek affection and the love they desired. Um, I was still afraid of God. and I knew my man said not to have sex before marriage. So I would find companionship and friendships. And um, since I was young, I've taken friendship very seriously for this reason. And I save it too seriously at times because I was using it to fill a void. And anytime you do that, it's going to be dysfunctional. So I already had a dysfunctional relationship with a man. And these boys really was out here playing games, you know, middle school, high school. Um, and none of them really loved Jesus when I was that young or even now. But that's a different subject. So, um... Either boys knew I wasn't down for fornication, so they would just friend zone me, or I would kind of just lead guys on or just like play games because everyone else wasn't taking things seriously either. So in one way, my fear of God and of my dad helped me to avoid sin in like the pretty, the most common ways that people um, sin, or I would say the most casual ways that people sin on the earth. So that's why I think having a healthy fear is important. And it's what these little, these Gen Zers miss. And if you're listening and you're in that generation, um, I don't mean to be disrespectful to you, but I do encourage you to read Job in the Bible because y'all are out here playing with authority. It's like, uh, I think y'all have, y'all feel like you found a loophole, like you can do whatever you want to. But in reality, I need you to read Job. And that's some of us older people too. And I think it, it if we truly understand the holiness and mightiness of God, um, sin might seem a little less intriguing and also that reminds me there's a, a great book called the holiness of god by rc sproul um, i will leave a link to the book in my in the description because it will definitely deepen any christian's walk um, and if it's too deep i encourage you to find a wise christian or just google to help you understand but yeah i was too scared to do a lot of things but um, don't let that fool you your girl was still uh, leaving room for some sinning because I, I am human. <laughs> but I think this applies for either either parent, mother or father. Your relationship with them affects you as a person. And some people say um, that if you have a bad relationship with your father, it can affect your relationship with God. And if you have a bad relationship with your mother, it can affect your relationship um, with the Holy Spirit. And that is not Bible based, but I do want to call you to access or sorry, I do want to call you to assess how your relationship with your parents have affected your relationship with each being of the Trinity. And just as a whole, um, what are some characteristics that you've attached to God that don't fit his character or don't allow you to see Jesus as a, as who he truly is. Um, and let the word of God shift your understanding because I didn't understand how compassionate 
and affectionate God is for me until honestly about like 2019 through 2020. Um, And those characteristics weren't taught to me about him and about his grace and his patience for me. And it's changed my life. Just understanding grace alone has really just changed me. But just understanding that his affections are for me. It's just a beautiful thing to meditate on. Um, I wish I knew that Jesus growing up, that God. So do the work in seeing God for the loving God that he truly is. And I know it, it, it would have taken me years to forgive my father. I literally told God I had no clue how to forgive him. And I had the, I had that desire in my heart. I wanted to forgive him because I was going to a Christian university and my relationship with the Lord became true and real and became an actual relationship, not just, um, some rules I follow or a casual Christian thing that I would do. I, I genuinely desired to, to forgive my father, but I just didn't know where to go. So because of that space I was in, I know that true forgiveness is only possible through Christ. Um, and one day I was in my college dorm room and I was worshiping, not even thinking about my father. I wasn't praying about my dad. And just like that, I had zero resentment in my heart for him. Like it was just gone. Um, and I was listening to this song called fly by Jason Upton where he was believed to be singing with angels. And yes, I know it sounds crazy. Um, but if you listen to the backstory, it's kind of believable. But, um, as I was listening to that song, I was completely free. Um, now I still to this day have some sadness left from our relationship. And, and at that time I was still hurting, um, because it, it still happened, but I had no ill will towards my dad. And it allowed me to then, you know, when I would go home from college, I'd tell him that I loved him and I'd hug him for the first time that I can really remember. Um, and I made it a goal to tell him that I loved him and to hug him before I left every time that I go home and visit. And I could just tell he was kind of confused by what I was doing, but, and it was kind of awkward too, just to hug him because I don't remember ever really hugging my dad maybe when I was like five like that's kind of the last time I can really remember I can't really remember but I was a a very young child probably um when I last hugged him so I know it was kind of an awkward experience for both of us but I wanted to make it um just evident that I loved him still even after everything and I think that helped change him and I was able to speak into his life soon before he passed about the love that Jesus had for him and I think the Lord was able to show him unconditional love through me someone he had hurt for years and had no reason to show him love in like I didn't have a reason to show him love it was it wasn't something that he had given me in that space to then return to him and after that he even came to myself and my siblings with tears in his eyes apologizing for the hurt that he caused it's really crazy what love can do to a person So I just want to say you are made to be loved and you are made with love. Just like when you eat something and you can feel that someone made it with love, your father in heaven made you with love in mind. And he is so patient with you, especially in your time of sinning, especially in that moment when you've even turned your back from him. He is still so patient with you. He is compassionate and he wants to wrap his arms around you when you come to him. And his affections are for you. He sings over you every day. And he is the most excited to see you open up your eyes every day. More excited than your spouse, your boyfriend, your friends. He's the most excited to see you wake up every day. And he loves to spend time with you. And his eyes are on you. He is not a God who delights in condemnation. 
And in love, he corrects you. In love, he asks for your obedience because he knows what's best for you. And he's jealous for you, which is a healthy desire to be more important and the most important person in your life. And he deserves that spot because everything you're looking for in earthly parents or earthly people can be found in him. Everything you're looking for in earthly humans, he is that. And we're going to mess up and keep looking to things horizontally um, that we can only find and get vertically between you and Christ. But when we look to him, he's always excited. He's never condemning and he's always welcoming you back to him. Um, If you recall the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, I I encourage you to read it if you haven't. Um, I, I encourage you to study the way that the father ran to him and rejoiced over the reunion. And that is exactly how God responds to you every single time that you turn from sin and run to him. And that may sound um, exhausting and exaggerated, but every single time you return to him, he runs to you and he delights in relationship with you. And I encourage you to meditate on that image. Forgive those who have hurt you. Remember who your true father is and rest in that. And I pray that this episode begins a healing in you um, and in your relationships um, with others, but ultimately in relationship with your heavenly father. So yeah, you can follow the parallel on Instagram at the parallel pod and, and join our Facebook group. And just remember to always speak the truth and love guys. Bye.